What's happening, folks? It is another night here in Tampa, Florida, as we are live at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios, where outside it is still a balmy 91 degrees, as today the heat index got up to 111 degrees. So you talk about being hot under pressure. It definitely was here in Florida, but as I say, it's okay because that's exactly what we love this time of the year, and we know it doesn't get cold until when? About January 5th to about January 6th, and then we start summer all over again. So that's a beautiful thing about being out here in Florida. So the golf temperature at a nice 90 degrees, so it's like going into a hot tub, but even feels cool once you go in, in the in the golf anyway. So tonight is more of a chill night where you get to know us a little bit more. We get to have fun, whether we talk about Netflix, whether we talk about ourselves, whether we have fun with ourselves, no matter what we do tonight, it's all about you guys and making the comments and having fun with us and just enjoying the night with all of us as we'll get into more Eagles talk, of course, in just two nights from now. We'll talk about the 53-man roster cut. Then we'll get into some guests. Uh, and so we'll have two lined up for Monday or excuse me, for Thursday. So I'll make sure that I'll put it out there tomorrow so you guys can get ready for that Thursday night show. But joining us tonight from the Bud Light Baseball Brunch. A great friend of mine and ours here on the show, Chris Sack, joins us at the last minute. And sometimes it's good to have good friends like that because when they want to chill, well, they can come chill with us as well. So it's a great night intact. And uh, we have normally our young local Tampa correspondent. Well, we took away the local part of his uh, name there. So the Tampa correspondent slash Toronto Blue Jay slash soon to be on the radio DJ. I mean, you name it. The kid does everything. But since Fuji is not with us tonight. Someone is going to do the best impression of Fuji. And can you guess on the other side? Because it's either going to go really well or it's going to go really bad. So he knows the pressure is going to be on here momentarily. So with that being said, we thank you guys for tuning in here stateside from South America, Puerto Rico, Mexico, and overseas, including Australia. We thank everyone for tuning in. We really do appreciate the support. And don't forget to like, subscribe to our YouTube channel, also to our social medias. And don't forget to visit the all-new Rebuild, broadstsouth.com, the website you guys navigate through there. You can now find Faith on the Field. Yes, Faith on the Field on our website as well, as Rob Mati has blessed us to be on, on our page as well. So it's a great feeling to have when someone of his stature is with us. So uh, don't forget to check out all the content there, but it is episode 152. We're planning to have a lot of fun as we always do here tonight. So with that being said, I'm Angel and welcome to Broad Street South. Here we go. The pressure is on and I hope you can bring it. It is the alternate for the Godfather. Here comes Dylan. What's good, Angel? It's <laughs> Tuesday night. We got Bluebirds baseball on tap tonight, Angel. I'm fired up. I don't know if you are here for Broad Street's out. Let's go, baby. Go, Bluebirds. Let's go. Okay, first of all, the bluebirds, and see, now you just screwed up. You can't do bluebirds. This is not Toronto Blue Jay night, but listen, I'll give you at least an A for effort, if anything, or maybe an E for it, but one or two. But it's okay. Not bad, Deli, not bad. How are you this evening? I'm doing good, Angel. <laughs> doing good. <laughs> doing good here from down in the Phillies man cave right here, the Eagles man cave. Look at all my Eagles stuff right behind me, Angel. 
I'm fired up. Chris Sack on the show tonight. Sean, we got the whole gang of who's fired up a Tuesday night, baby. <laughs> I can't wait for Putin to watch this. <laughs> he is gonna ride you like there is no tomorrow, but it's okay. Yeah, at least you're giving it the best shot you possibly can. So with that, I'm gonna bring the other two gentlemen here. Of course, Sean Kilrain, our sports contributor, and from Bud Light Baseball Brunch, Chris Sachs. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And I don't know what you thought for a grade for Dylan there, but he tried his best to do his Fuji impression. Yeah, I, I give mean, him listen, a for effort. You know, I give him an A for effort on that too. But if Hulk Hogan and Fuji had a love child, that would be Dylan. And I and I got a little nervous there when he was starting to break out in the Bluebirds. I thought he was going to say Blue Balls, but then again, it's Fuji. He probably doesn't experience that a lot. So I got a little nervous birds. on that end. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I had to put my twist uh, on it a little bit. So he probably would have. Uh, You're probably absolutely right, Chris. He probably would have. But listen, it's it's you gotta have fun. More than anything else, as we talked about before the show started, it and I always say it in our own show that you have to have fun. If this is not fun, what you it, whether you do it on radio, whether you do it on TV, or you do it at a podcast, it's gotta be fun. So for us, it's always a great time. And, and the gang that I have here, it's it's a lot of fun. The guests that we have, we have as much fun as we possibly can with them. So you know, that's the name of the game. You enjoy it. You, you have fun with it. And you hope that things always end up good by the end of the night. And uh, last week, I will admit, probably not one of the better shows that we ever had. But, you know, things happen. So tonight, it's just a chill night. Because like I said, the 53-man the roster has already been set. Of course, we can talk about it like everybody else has today. But I'd rather take a night where we can just, you know, I don't care if it's about movies or music or anything else that we end up liking, just to throw out there. So people get to know us just a little bit more where it's a different side from what we knew on a normal daily basis. But before I get that, and I, I want to mention today, uh, DMB sent me a tweet earlier. And I want to, if, if, as long as I don't screw this up here, because Isabella Brown, who's with the Springside Chestnut Hill Academy Girls Varsity Soccer Club, Beginning today, they are the defending champions, and they are going back to try and defend their championship this season. She is a senior in high school, so I wanted to make sure I did the proper shout-out there. And now, if you guys end up looking, I want to see – again, let me see if I can share – no, I don't want to share that one. Let me go back here. Again, new things, different places, but okay. Let's see. I'll bring up the screen. She share the screen here. Hopefully, you guys end up seeing this as soon as I transition over. I'll bring it up. And then I'll transition over. You guys can see right there in the center of the screen. As you see me circling here, Isabella Brown, once again, at Springside Chestnut Hill Academy. DMB, her mom, sent me this today. And uh, as I explained to her that we hope that she will join us and maybe even the team here on a future episode, possibly here next week, so she can talk about the success that she's had. And not only that, we know that today... Today's youth, a lot of times, doesn't get a whole bunch of recognition or things end up happening and everything else. So what we hope for is that when we see uh, people come on is that they talk about the positive and inspirational things they end up doing. And mom and dad did a great job here uh, with their daughter. So we can't wait to have her on so we can see everything that she's done and then making her, her parents proud. So we will have her hopefully sometime next week. We're going to get together with mom and dad to make sure that uh, that she can free up her schedule and come on so she can have fun with the rest of us here. So look for Isabella Brown, hopefully sometime next week with us here on Broad Street South. So we can't wait to talk to her and find out all the success she's had with her team and especially being a national champion. First time, but I believe as well, when I was speaking to her mom earlier today uh, for the women's league, as far as being national champion, I mean, that's, that's a, a monumental feat the way I see it, the way I see it, because today 
we talk about different things in different cultures and everything else, but it's nice to see that people actually take themselves seriously enough that they want to see and be leaders and be proud of what they do. So congratulations to Isabella. Uh, thanks for mom reaching out to me today and uh, we can't have her on. And by the way, if you guys of course have your children on and you have an inspirational story that you want to share with us, please reach out to us through the website. You can fill out the submission form you see on the bottom of the page on broadstreetsouth.com. And I will happily get back to you to let you know uh, what we can do is set things up. So with that being said, Chris, one thing, uh, first of all, I appreciate you coming on as always. It's always a lot of fun with multiple appearances you've had with us. And we've always went, you know, from the 100th episode where we had fun tonight when Michael Pavia decided to put on the boxing gloves towards the end of it. When we were talking about football, that was a lot of fun within that segment. And you've been on with us before, but I want people to understand because a lot of times as, as we all talk about tonight, when you create content, Again, whether you're a radio personality, a TV personality, these are things that you have to do for yourself. Some things, of course, you have producers like the news. They'll put that stuff together for you. Then the reporter does their thing behind the TV. But when you're doing radio and podcast, more importantly, no one writes that stuff for you. You have to come up with your own content. You have to figure out what makes a lot of sense and what doesn't. So with you and Greg Murph, and, you know, we all love Murph around town just as much as we do with you guys and, and with Green Legion and the job that you guys end up doing yourselves – you know, explain to everyone how hard is it when you have to come up with that content and then how much sense does it have to make if you think it's going to be something that's going to be positive or even something that's going to fail? Well, listen, the, the last two seasons, I've been lucky and privileged enough to work with Murph. Uh, it's been, it really, truly has been an honor. Uh, and not just becoming a broadcast partner alongside him, he's become a friend. And, and, and you know, the, with Murph's health issues over the last year, um, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure getting to know him more on a personal basis as, uh, his girlfriend, Krista took us into John Middleton's suite, uh, before one of the Phillies games early on the season. And, uh, which was really cool. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, Murph is the name and, you know, when, when Quimby came to me, uh, you know, before the 2021 season and he said, Hey, I got an idea for you, you know, come out with a show with you and Murph. I uh, just want to bring it to your attention, see if it's something that you're interested in. I was like, absolutely. I'd love to have my own show, uh, you know, that, that is powered by Green Legion Radio, of course. Uh, but to have the opportunity to do a one hour radio show, it's not just a podcast. It is podcasted. You can search for it on iHeartRadio app. Uh, but to have it on air live show from 11 to noon on 102.5 Fox Sports to Gambler, uh, it's been awesome. Uh, it's it's a little bit exhausting at times. Uh, the content kind of writes itself to a certain extent. Uh, really, a lot of ebbs and flows and, and what's going on with the Phillies. We, because primarily, we're a Phillies, Phillies show, but we talk all things baseball. Uh, so it, the last couple months, especially with the Phillies, has been a really good time. Um, sadly, you guys have to bring me on the night after they blow a 7 nothing lead uh, <laughs> yeah. for, the, for the 20th time since 1901. Uh, but... You know, lo and behold, I am here. I am a trooper, and I will stick it out for sure. Hopefully, they bounce back tonight with Aaron Noll on the mound. Uh, but the content portion of it is, I, I have, I do my run sheet every Saturday morning or Sunday morning, sometimes right before the show, and it doesn't take me long to put it together because now I have a template of how I like to do things. Uh, you know, the first segment we bring in, we talk a little bit about what's going on. I do a live read, then we go ahead, we break into like a side topic. 
we give away a pair of tickets for the for an upcoming Phillies game every single week. I just you know it's fifty bucks. It's two tickets. If it puts somebody in the seats to go and watch the Phillies and go watch this brand of Phillies baseball. I'm more than happy to put $51 out every single week to make sure that someone's in those seats. Uh, we have specific side topics like, hey, if you could go back and see any live performance, who would it be? Uh, you know, like your favorite movie from the 1990s, uh, your favorite bad guy, your favorite dad, fictional dad, favorite fictional mom, stuff like that. But like it kind of gets to allow our, our audience to get to know us a little bit better outside of baseball. Uh, and then we talk about Phillies baseball, and then a lot of times that that middle segment is my love child. You know, I I, I normally uh, have some fun with it. We do some around the league stuff. Uh, you know, we do a thing called Bapo or Oppo. You know, I'll write it up. I'll make it seem like the producer actually did something. No offense, Slasher Jansen, <laughs> love you guys, but you guys don't need to dabble into that. And then uh, the last segment is when we give out the tickets. We do uh, we do our picks for that for that Sunday's games action. Uh, we, we pick three games. We do an underdog, a favorite, and we do an over-under. So we give it to the, to the listening audience. We keep track of the standings and the point standings. Uh, that way people know who's winning. Uh, newsflash, I'm winning this year. and uh, But Murph, Murph won last year. And then uh, we, we dive into a segment called Can You Believe It? Uh, two things that we found interesting from Major League Baseball over the last week, and a lot of really cool stuff you, that, you, that you gather throughout the course of the Major League Baseball week. And then we wrap up the show. Content is premium, though. Like you have to make mm -hmm. sure that you keep everybody engaged, especially with a format to where you can allow your audience to get involved. No, and, and it's Chris, true. Sorry, Andy, go ahead, Dylan. No, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Chris. Real quick, I want to ask you. Um, you know, semi recently, I, I you know I've been wanting to talk about this a little bit. What do you think about the new balanced schedule for baseball? I think that's a, a fascinating thing to look at and such. You you hate it? Hate it. I hate it. I'm, I'm listen. In a lot of ways, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to baseball. Um, it, shocker. I mean, I, I you know, my dad, my dad raised me to be that way. Now, I don't mind a DH. I don't like seeing you know, like yeah, you get cool moments like Brett Myers, you know, with his at bat versus CC Sabathia and him going three for three in NLCS and Joe Blanton hit a home run in the World Series. Might be the last pitcher to ever do that. Hit a home run in a World Series game. Um, but at the same token. I'm done with it. Like, I, I'm cool with the DH. But as far as the balanced schedule is concerned, there's certain things that are cool about it. Like, you're going to be able to get to certain ballparks that you haven't been able to get to to see the Phillies play out there. Um, you know, probably to, like the Oakland Athletics haven't played in Washington, D.C. since 2005. This is the first time that they're in Nationals Park this week. That's insane. I mean, 17 years. How does a team not get there? Um, you know, so I like it from that standpoint. But I, to me, I, when they first broke into interleague play in 1998, I had no problem with it because it was like one month. It was June. Like you would get like three weeks of interleague play. You get to see different players, different teams. Now to see it throughout the course of the season, I wish they would go back to where it was 16 teams in the National League, 14 teams in the American League. And then that way you could kind of mix and match. But ever since they went to the 15 and the 15, when they moved the Astros over to the American League, it's been interleague play from day one through 162. I, it, I get... To a point, they're trying to be like the NBA and, and the NHL where you get to see everybody all the time. But as a traditionalist, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I understand that completely. I see so I see both sides, I think, on it. It's one of those things where it's kind of – it's got its pros and cons. And I kind of liked it when it was in uh, – you know, you had the interleague play. It felt like in like the third week of May, and then it would be like 
middle of the summer, you would get a little bit of interleague play. I kind of like that. I think it kind of, you know, scheduled it out a little bit better. You know, you can kind of know when you're playing those interleague teams. Now it feels like, like you're playing interleague teams on opening day, which is kind of strange. And then you're also playing interleague teams on the last day of the season, which I find kind of annoying. I, I know that every division has five teams, so I know we won't be able to get, obviously, these, like, divisional like the NFL does where you get to play divisional teams. But I like, I like when you have those like old rivalries played on the last day where they're meaningful because that last day of baseball and, you know, opening day as well, it's, those are big meaningful days for the major league baseball world because, you know, those are not only, you know, the start of the season and, you know, fans get excited, but also the final day of the season, fans looking forward to seeing how the playoffs shape up as well. Well, also think about it like this, you know, at the expense uh, to do this, to have this balanced schedule, it's at the expense of a, a, a series, another series at home against the Mets and another series at home against the Braves and, and another one on the road against those two teams. Now you're going to have two series at home against them and two series on the road against them instead of three and three. I, like To me, the division should come down to divisional opponents playing each other more often than not. I like mm-hmm. the fact that they play 19 times during the course of the season. Now the Phillies, listen, everybody could say they started out with the athletics, but this year they have to end with the, with the Astros. The good thing is the Astros should have the West wrapped up and that week shouldn't really mean anything for them. But from the, from a, and listen, they, if major league baseball would have gotten out of their own way and started on time, we would have had the Astros out of the way at the beginning of the season. But the, the fact that we're ending the season against the the Houston Astros and a team that's battling yeah. with us for the, those wild card spots like the Padres and the uh, you know the Brewers, they're going up against probably cupcake competition at the end of the season while we're playing the creme de la creme, the Houston Astros of the American League. That kind of annoys me just a little bit. Um, and, yeah. it, you know, you wouldn't have that otherwise if you would have went back to a more traditional schedule like they did when they first started in a league. Give everybody a little mm-hmm. bit of taste. They don't need to have the full meal throughout the course of the season. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah, agree. That, yep, yeah, that's true. And, and and going back as far as like we were talking about, you know, with the content and the shows and everything else. And just to let everybody know, by the way, you can win. And, yes, they are legitimate tickets because – Last season, first season, and by the way, Chris, I'm glad you guys came. Well, you back think for a you you, you, you think I'm giving out Fugazi tickets? What's what, come on, man? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not like you know first baseline seats, but but hell, you're in the stadium at least. You know, no, it's like, the, like the Dollar Tree scratch off that you buy. <laughs> no, but it's just stand up room only. Stand up room only. Dude, exactly. if they offered them online, I would buy them, but they don't have them on there. So I, you know, hey, you buy them up in like four twenty nine, but you can see the whole field. You're right next to the scoreboard. I mean, it's there's not a bad seat in Citizen Bank Park. I say it all the time. The only yeah. spot that I've ever really had issues with is like three hundred one to three hundred five, like up in uh, upper right field to the right. foul pole. Like you can, yeah. you, if you're not sitting yeah. in row one, you can barely see the outfield wall and the warning track in right field. To me, that those are the worst seats in the house. Everywhere else, man, they, they did a great job engineering that stadium. Yeah, no, they did, and and, and the reason why I bring it up is because you, as you talk about, if you talk about the like famous dads and stuff, in which the one show they ended up winning on was when uh, Brady, good lord, Mike Brady. Okay. There you go. Yeah, 
Dude, I give Murph a hard time about that one all the time. I'm like, friggin' Mike Brady won. And, I, and now I know it was you. Yes. It was you. <laughs> it, was, it was me on that one. But yeah, it doesn't. But it's fun, though, because it, it, the show is very, very interactive. Like I said, I'm glad you guys came back for a second season. And and like I, I love being a fan of the show. Because not only having you guys on and and you being a good friend of of us in the show here, it's fun because it goes by so fast. That's what makes it so ridiculous. Like even when you guys go to a quick commercial break, you're talking about what two minutes, maybe two seconds. But the commercial breaks are so fast that when you guys come back, even if you're doing the live reading between, it just seems like that that segment is cut even shorter when you guys come right back. But you guys feed so well off each other. And you keep everybody really entertained and the comments that people put in on YouTube, like it's just, it's so interactive. It, it just, it's fun. So I, I want to tell you, I know the same way I try to tell Murph, but I know Murph is extremely busy just like you are as well. But you guys, I, I love the entire production because everybody who works behind the scenes here, everybody does, I mean, a phenomenal job to put everything together and, you know, hats off to green Legion because obviously you guys, if you guys are going to do something, you're going to do it right. You know, and no matter what people say about any other, you know, whether it's a, again, radio station, TV station, whatever you guys end up doing it and you do it with class. And so it's fun. I, I love being a fan of the show. I love hearing you guys when you guys bring it up. If I miss the live show, the great thing is I catch a replay on it. So I get caught up on, on the different things you guys end up doing. So hats off to you guys for what you do, because it, again, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but you guys make it seem so smooth. And it seems like you and Murph have been doing it just for like 20 years plus. Yeah, we we had that chemistry since day one. I mean, our, our first show, we we did it live from Quimby Studio in Northern Liberties um, in his apartment. I mean, he's got a really nice place. Uh, so we we did the show there, and uh, it was funny because like we were we were talking, uh, like we did a Facetime a few weeks before the show, kind of like what we wanted to do, what we want, how we want to model the show. And I've always been a big fan of intentional talk. I love that show mm -hmm. on MLB Network. Uh, so I, I was like, this, this is kind of what I'm gunning for this is what I want to look to do. Um, and then probably about 15 minutes before we went on air, Quimby looked at me and him and he's like, Hey guys, listen, I'll do the in, I'll do the ins and the outs today. So like, you know, I'll, I'll bring it in after once we come back from break and I'll, I'll bring us out to break. He's like, but who am I going to hand it off to? And, you know, I'm looking over at a guy who's probably been a professional in the business for 25 years. And he looks over at me and I was just like, oh, I'll do it. You know, I, I didn't. For me, I hadn't hosted a radio show in 13 years since I was in college. When I graduated in 2008, I had my old my old uh, sports talk radio show at Stockton University, uh, balling with my boy T. Uh, we, we had a great show, uh, 91.7 WLFR down there at Stockton. Uh, but yeah, we uh, you know, I hadn't hosted a show, uh, but at that point, it was like, hey man, put up or shut up. Are you in or are you out? Uh, but we've had great chemistry and a great rapport. And, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome always hearing that type of reaction to our show. Uh, you know, credit to Quimby for actually putting us together, putting us on air, funding the program, you know, making sure cutting the checks for all, all of us. Uh, Mike Diaz with the Green Legion Facebook, uh, you know, social medias with Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my, my best friend, Chad, who does the Bud Light Baseball Brunch Twitter handle. Um, and then behind the scenes, you know, Sam running our, our stream yard and, and yeah. making sure that we get the information for the ticket winners uh, and then Slash doing the on-site, um, you know, producer work and then Jansen back in studio and Sean Brace, the, the program director at 102.5 for, for giving us an opportunity and put us on, putting us on air. Um, you know, it takes a whole team. And it's funny to say that because it's one hour 
a day at, during the course of a whole seven-day week uh, where we're on air. But it truly takes a team to, to bring it to fruition, to put out, in my, in my eyes, in my opinion, the, the best Philadelphia baseball radio talk that you could possibly buy. Everybody else in town loves talking about the birds, loves talking about the Eagles, and I do too. I love the birds. Uh, the, uh, the Flyers, it's unfortunate. I love them too. And, you know, I, I can stomach the Sixers, but Diaz makes it hard for me. But I think <laughs> if you measure us up against any baseball show in Philadelphia, no matter who's on it, no matter who does it, we're better than them. And I'm willing to put that to task any day of the week. No, and, and you are right because I, I, I said it to you guys it, it, as the season was coming to a close last year, which for me it was, you know, it seems sad if you get, you know, if you get kind of like attached to a show, but because of, of the, again, the interaction, everything else. I mean, we were on the road a couple of times heading out to the beach and Debbie, my girlfriend, my producer, she says like, what are you doing? I said, the boys are on. Come on. You know, this, it's going to go over to Bluetooth. I, I got to listen. There's no, there's no other thing. And we would wait until the show was over before we step out the car, because again, it, it meant so much, but again, because of, of what you guys have put together, it's just, it's fun. And you are exactly right. It is to me, it, just in my own opinion as well, it is one of the best shows as far as when it comes to baseball and knowledge that you can have in Philly. I mean, because again, it's, it's so smooth and it's so much fun. So again, thanks to you guys and, and Sean Brace. And speaking of us, Sean, I do recall no pressure though. I do recall. I left a message to you last season to see if you can get Sean to come on with us. He's a great friend of mine as well, but I know the man's extremely busy. I get it. You know, he's doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, but Sean, if you do speak to him, tell him I said what's up. Cause it's been a while since the last time I spoke to him, but you know, Sean, it, it's amazing, and, and we spoke about this before. When when Sean basically was, I will say, I'll just put it out there. When Sean was left for dead and nobody believed in him, that man came back, and he came back probably the hardest I've ever seen of anybody doing to come back in their career and put themselves on on and not even I'm not even gonna say on a pedestal because Sean never put himself on a pedestal, but put himself on a platform that he knew what he had in him. And what he believed in himself. And I remember the night that we went out to Contra Hawken to do the networking night when he was thinking about putting Philly Influencer together and everything else. There might have been a handful of us that were there, including the people who wanted to invest into the Philly Influencer. And the words I will always remember, and if you the next time you talk to Sean, just, just say this to him. Sean looked at me and I said to Sean, listen, I hope for what other people didn't believe in you that you believe in yourself. And he all he did was look at me and say, Angel, the only thing I care about is you start with a base hit and after that, you hit the home run. It starts with base hit. Base hits always wins games. And if you look at it right now, right, how many base hits has a man hit from the time that he was knocked out? He's had plenty. So kudos to Sean for just always hanging in there and believing himself. And his, his beautiful wife, and, you know, as they've started their family, you know, it, she hung right in there with him. She could have bailed if she wanted to, but she hung in there with him. And the, the man's doing great things. So I hope nothing but the best for everyone. Because it's always good to see good people continue to grow and bring a great team together. So Green Legion, Quimby, you know, you, Sean, and everyone else. I mean, kudos to you guys because you guys do a phenomenal job. Now I appreciate the kind words. And uh, next time I talk to Sean, Sean does not lack confidence. So I'll make sure that uh, I, I remind him of that and I, I get him on your show. Uh, but also at the same time, there's another guy that works for 102.5 Fox Sports, the gambler, who's really good. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to have him on yet. Young kid, up-and-comer in this business, especially in this market. John Jansen of The Line Change. He's on with uh, Sean Tuesdays and Thursdays. He does uh, producer work for me in studio. I break his balls a ton, but Jansen can talk. And he's a great interview. He's a great listen. He's he's kind of a hot taker, which you know I normally don't promote those guys. 
but here's a hot take right now, and I have to say this because I've been thinking about this the whole entire time. Sean, you look like Kevin Owens. You look like the KO show from WWE. I'm just, you know, with the, with the hair and the goatee. My man, my man looks like Kevin Owens. <laughs> uh, he, he does. Well, thank you. Not, bring him on. And Sean, You're welcome. speaking of, Chris, it, if you can give Sean a little bit. So Sean ended up joining us here as a sports contributor, and he's, he's getting his feet wet. So he's understanding, like, how things work, and he's getting there slowly but surely. You know, his, his audio has gotten better. He's trying to upgrade as far as the equipment so he can understand like how things end up flowing. And so he's he's trying to get better to come out of his shell because he was a contributor to the show. Like he would make comments, knows his stats. That's the one thing. Sean knows his stuff. But Fuji said, hey, why don't we bring him on? And I said, sure. So we brought him on. Sean's now a part of, uh, of our cast here. And as I explained to Sean, you know, you, you can interject yourself a little bit more and build up the confidence. It takes a little while because Fuji was the same way too. Fuji was very... Fuji, I think it was actually much quieter than Sean initially when we first started, and then Fuji came into his own. So yeah. if you can give some encouraging words to Sean, I'd appreciate it. Uh, listen, really, at the end of the day, it's tough when you're doing it like on a platform like this. When you're doing StreamYard, you're doing Zoom, whatever the hell this thing is uh, that we're dealing with now. Uh, you know, it, it's tough because like everybody... Everybody wants to talk. Everybody wants to get involved, and you don't want to talk too much, yeah. but you don't want to talk too little. Like especially once you're given the ball, uh, you know, you want to feel like you're going to take it, you're going to do something with it in that moment. Uh, yeah. What I've learned during the course of this platform here is like really like, and Quimby, Quimby, it drives us all crazy. Uh, you know, we're we're a lot better when we're in studio, but when we do stuff like this, uh, and Quimby used to say, "Is man, like if you've got something to say." Just kind of raise your hand, and then it makes Angel's life a little bit easier because if you're the first one up with, with your hand, he'll notice it. And Yeah, it takes you back to like third or fourth grade. Uh, but, you know, when, yeah. when you when you get on the mic and it's your moment in time, take it and run with it and shine and, you know, yeah. have fun with it. Because, like, listen, I I say this all the time, and I, I, I made myself dispensable to Green Legion Radio, and or at least I like to think that I'm dispensable. But they started in August of 2018, right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And when Quimby and Diaz had started Green Legion Radio, and at the time it was a DQ sports blizzard. Uh, yeah, very original. Uh, but <laughs> I, I reached out to Quimby, and I said, hey, listen, if you ever need a Phillies correspondent, I'm your guy. If you ever need somebody to come on and talk baseball, I'm your guy. So they had me on the following week, and we talked right. baseball uh, for about an hour and a half, and it was the night before the Eagles hung the banner up at the link. And then November came along, and, you know, I, had, I hadn't done anything with them in, like, a few months. So Phillies, uh, you know, we're going into, into you know, make, make a big splash in the free agent market. Uh, so he calls me. I'm on lunch yeah. at work. He calls me up, and he's like, hey, man. Listen, he's like, what do you know about Machado, Corbin, Harper, go? And I, I talked for like six minutes straight. And he's like, yeah, screw that. Uh, here's the number for the studio. Call on the show tonight. And I, I did it throughout That's the course awesome. of baseball. Yeah, and then, you know, and then I did it throughout the course of baseball season. And then when football season came along, we had a player's show at Chickies and Pete's. Um, I wasn't a regular on okay. the show at the time. I was just there. I, I, I was there every week. I didn't care if I was just putting up a banner and tearing it down and sitting there for an hour. When the player left after an hour, I hopped on the headset and I hopped on the mic and I, and I you know, contributed for 15, 20 minutes. But when we got the call in, in spring of 2020 that we were going to 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, I had made sure that I had made enough impression to them that 
they could not go on to do that show without me because as much as at the time, like, you know, Quimby is the host and Hollis was the name and he knows all the football and Diaz knows basketball. I know two sports in this town more than anybody else that can't be beat Phillies and Flyers and hockey and baseball. You can't beat me in that content. So they knew that they needed to have me on that show. And and we've been doing it the last few years and been riding it ever since. Make yourself indispensable to the team. Be a team player at all costs and do whatever you need to do to prove that you belong on the show. Well said. I like it. Now, yeah. on the flip side to that, Chris, so the, the other little guy that you see on the opposite side. See, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nah, man, he's already, he's already better than me, man. He's already better than me. You know, like, how, how old is – how old are you, 17? 20, like, 20. 20. 20. Yeah, man, I, I started this crap, like, seriously, like – I, I got lucky. I, I, I gave up on my dream, to be honest with you. I, I really did. It was, you know, at the time, you know, when Green Legion Radio started, my wife was pregnant with our second child. I had I had a two-year-old son. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm, God, at the time, I was eight years into my career. I never thought that this was going to happen. I never thought that I would, you know, become a radio personality or any type of thing like that. And listen, unless ESPN comes calling, I'm still going to continue doing what I'm doing Monday through Friday from eight thirty to five. But man, it's to to see you at this young age doing it and knowing where I was at in college, and you're way ahead of the game because I probably had nobody listening to me in college. But man, I'll tell you what, I'm, I admire where you're at at 20 years old, man, because you, you, you're you you bringing it home and just knock it out of the park. Just keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's it's been a grind. You know, I've had to really work my way through it. You know, I, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I think that's one thing that people need to understand is that, you know, it may not be the most, you know, if you will, I'm going to say this, the most sexiest opportunity at, 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 when you look at it. But I mean, you know, you got to take what you can. And if you can build your yourself up and have that trust that people can trust you, especially in this industry, trust is such a big thing. And uh, just being able to, you know, work in media in the last five years, I've gotten a chance to work in and meet so many people that I never thought I would have ever have met in my entire life is it's been really been a pleasure and I'm, I'm truly blessed for it. So yeah, it's been amazing to be a part of all this and it's really come by very quickly. We'll say that too. Yeah. Get it all in now before you meet a nice girl and you decide you're going to yeah, settle down yeah. and get married and have kids. Yeah. Get, take, have the fun now, you know, by the time yeah, you're like exactly. 25, 26 and all your kids, all like your buddies are getting married and having kids and buying houses. You're going, Holy crap. What happened? Why am I the only one that's going out? I'm like a 40 year old Fonzie at the bar. You know, they, they said like, I'm the only guy that's going out anymore. Like I need to find somebody quick, you know? And I, and I did it right. Yeah. You know, like I'm not saying I just dove right into the pool. You know, you got to kind of stick your toe in there first, but at the end of the day, man, like th- th- these next five, six years, man, you should be having the time of your life. I am. Yeah. I'm already having the time of my life right now. So, and I'm an angel. Again, I've been fortunate to jump with you and you mentioned, nerves i was very nervous coming on this show as well you can't forget i i didn't talk very much and now my personality mm-hmm. has skyrocketed once i get comfortable my personality goes to the roof i, I really get you, know, you were comfortable enough to do fuji i mean like that's true that's true <laughs> yeah. you make a good point that's, a, that's as good as it gets <laughs> that's as comfortable as you could possibly yes. be 
Hey, yeah. the great thing is, though, nobody will ever be able to take this away from me. I am the best Fuji impersonator. Listen, there's no <laughs> other person to do it. So I am the best out of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, yeah. When, when Fuji Gotta have that back, confidence. <laughs> as much as you guys like to break my balls a lot of times, just wait until Fuji comes back and that for it. Then you'll make the judgment. Because So, Chris, the one thing that that little sneaky Pete likes to do a lot of times, yesterday we had a show on, which is called Coaching Sessions, and it was, it, it's with a great couple, Jania and Jesse, they're from the Bahamas, and they're life coaches. So instead of doing like the regular psychiatrist stuff, what they actually do is they they talk to you one on one, more of like more uplifting and positive, and in and, and actually have a conversation just like we have here in the room. It's not like they're like, well, Chris, I understand that you're uh, not feeling well, so I'm going to need you to take this prescription here. Let me know how it works out for you. Then we'll get into it next week, and we'll sit in the chair and we'll discuss it. It's nothing like that. It's more of just we you know we can have regular banter going back and forth, and it's really cool the way to break things down. So Dylan decides because yesterday what I in volume number nine, we chose to talk about social media. So what I did was I had on an Eagles hat, a Tampa Bay Bucks uh, Super Bowl T-shirt, a tie to go along with it to start the show off. Yeah, I know. It's only because the reason why I did it, because when we talk wow. about social media, right, everybody does all Violation. these odd things. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm calling myself. It definitely is. But because when you do social media, people do what? They do things because they want to be seen. So I figured, you know, and I brought on a couple other props to go along with it as well. So this guy decides he wants to take a screenshot and he does it all the time. When Fuji's not around, he'll take a screenshot, whatever I'm doing, he'll automatically send it to Fuji. Fuji just sent me a message usually in the middle of the show that, uh, you know, you has been or you knock off, whatever the case would be. So Fuji waits until this morning. To show me the picture that this little one here decides he wants to send to him. So he, he's quite the little stink starter. He may be 20, but he knows exactly what he's doing. But this, Dylan, listen, it, listen yes, that's a running running joke on this show, Chris, is Fuji always says Angel has that Tom Brady jersey in his closet. And I basically gave him the evidence that he's at least somewhat <laughs> close to getting that Tom Brady jersey in this closet. So I'm just trying to show him the evidence. You know, I'm like Sherlock Holmes, if you will. You know, the funny thing is, is his own wife, Giselle, doesn't have his own jersey in her closet. You know, like, you know, right now, sour grapes. Uh, uh, listen. I'll tell you what, the, the man was off for like seven months. I I, I compared this to like when he retired mm -hmm. um, and then he was, you know, he was out of the game. If anybody's ever seen daddy's home with Mark Wahlberg yeah. and, and um, you know, Will Ferrell. Yes. And, yeah. Will Ferrell. And, yeah it, so he, he decides he's going to come back and be a part of his kids' lives. And he's sitting in the, he's sitting in the, uh, the carpool lane. And he's, she's like, sir, stay inside the cones, stay inside the cones. Yeah. And there he's like, and he runs over the cones. That was Brady driving back to the Bucks and back to the NFL because he's just sitting there. He's like, man, I can't do this. But mm. like, I, listen, I got to give the man credit. He knows if he was still in New England and that was the only option, he would have stayed in retirement. No doubt yeah. about it. Because that AFC is a gauntlet and a half. The mm -hmm. NFC is wide open because you got the wonky elbow with Matt Stafford and it's tough to repeat in the NFL with yeah. the Rams. You look at the, the weapons now that aren't there anymore for Aaron Rodgers, although Aaron Rodgers creates weapons there. He, he but we know what he does in the playoffs. And then you look at the you look at the Cowboys choke artist is Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. Is he for real? Are we gonna be able to take that next step? Trey Lance with the Niners. Like and then everybody else is kind of just falling by the wayside. He knows that him going back to the Bucks, this right here is a one-shot deal. He's got a great opportunity to go for number eight, 
it could happen. Uh, and then everyone's going to beat the crap out of each other on the AFC side. This is going to be a very intriguing NFL season because the NFC, it's going to be a war of attrition. Who the hell is even good enough to come out of it? And on yeah. the other side, it's just going to be an absolute slugfest. It's going to be a lot of fun yeah. this year. I'll be honest, Chris. I made my predictions yeah. um, for the AFC West this year, and I had all four teams over 500, and the Chargers still not making the playoffs this year. I had the Broncos winning the division. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually had the Chiefs winning the division. I think the okay. you know, when you have Andy Reid, you got a guy like that. You know, I, I think the Broncos might slip at some point. I mean, you know, it's a new team. You got last place schedule. Last place yeah. schedule. Russ. Russ is going to cook. They got a new yeah. new uh, new head coach that can actually call offensive plays. Uh, mm -hmm. And Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, like I, I, to me, and they they have it. If you look at the Chiefs' schedule, we did this on Green Legion Radio probably about a month ago. Look at the Chiefs' schedule. There may be two cupcakes total on that schedule. It is yeah. no joke. Yeah. It is. It is. Listen and say what you will. I know Pat Mahomes, in my opinion, is still probably the best quarterback in the NFL, bar none. But last year he was a little bit trigger happy with the interceptions and the turnovers. That right there is not going to fly this year, especially in that division in that conference with that schedule, because that's a first place schedule that they have to deal with as compared to the Broncos. The Broncos started out the season with the Seahawks and the Panthers. I mean, seriously, I mean, you talk about getting off to a good yeah, start. A that's a cakewalk right there, right? You're, yeah. you're, you're, you should be two and zero after the first yeah. two games and the chiefs are sitting there. Look, I'm telling you guys, look it up. It's insane. Go through the game by game and tell me that you're going to sit there and say that's a, 11 and six, you know, the 11 and six, 12 and five yeah. team. I don't know, man. I like nine and eight, 10 and seven with that kind of a schedule. You're not going to be reeling off those six game winning streaks like they have in the past. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the Raiders too. They're an interesting oh, yeah. team. They could be a Super Bowl contender this year. They, anybody they in that division, anybody yeah. in that division. I mean, like, yeah. you, look, you look at, the, look at the it's chargers. I mean, the chargers. Yeah, the Chargers have game breakers on every level of their defense. I mean, you and you have Khalil yeah. Mack and Joey and uh, Joey Bosa on opposite sides. Good luck trying to block that. JC Jackson, they got him from from the Patriots. Yeah. So you got a shutdown corner, and you got one of the best Derwin safeties James. in the game, Derwin James. Yeah, and then you got the one-two punch, yeah. uh, you know, on, on the outside for Justin Herbert. So you have you have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And then you have Austin Eckler in the backfield, man. Like Eckler. that, that's a good team. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I don't, but I think overall, and, and you talked about Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers. We already know that it's yeah. Come playoff time. He may own the Dallas Cowboys, but everybody is, everybody else ends up owning Aaron Rodgers, And it's just always a collapse. And then, you know, this year, I'm pretty sure it's going to be more drama to come because they already started in the beginning of the season. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen. So we'll see it as things end up unfolding. Because yeah, to, to repeat, I don't. To me, the Rams definitely will not be repeat Super Bowl champions. I don't see it. I also talked about what you said, Chris, as far as Denver winning it. I, I do another show on Sundays with Steel City Renegades, and the guys talk more Steeler football. So I bring the Eagles side of the house uh, over to them. But as I told them last year, I picked the Steelers to actually win a division. I almost end up doing it if they didn't blow it, and you know, and the Browns didn't do what they had to do. But unfortunately. You know, to me, I think that's what's going to end up happening. That, that Denver ends up taking a division, but it, we talked about something earlier, Dylan, before we came on air here, and you wanted to mention an an upcoming special that's coming up with something that had happened uh, not too long ago. So I, I don't a know year if ago, you want, yeah, yeah, well, if, a year if ago, you want to, yeah, well, if you want to bring it up, 
I will. I will. Um, yeah. So HBO, I just saw this recently. Somebody had posted it on Twitter um, and, and, and I saw a lot of it as well. Um, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, Sean, Chris, not sure if you guys are aware, but this was a big scam last year during the summer of August of last season. The Bishop Sycamore documentary is officially coming out on HBO. They're ah. already getting it set to go okay. on HBO, and I'm very much looking forward to it because that was one of the biggest scams last season in not only high school football, not only in football, just in sports. That was nuts what happened just with that entire general. situation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any take on that at all, but uh, what do you guys think about this documentary? Sean, you can go first, buddy. It's going to be interesting, just like uh, that one show on Netflix, The Untold Story of Manti Teo, if you ever seen it. Yeah. It just came out. It's pretty interesting how he just got catfished by that that person. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I'm looking forward. I like those sports documentaries, so it'll be interesting to see what they have. I think that was that was a yeah, big one too with Manti Tail. I felt so bad when they did boy. You talk yeah. about doing somebody so dirty. What made it worse when it had bobblehead giveaway night and there was nothing in the box, just like they said, like his girlfriend, and then they had the girlfriend's name up there on a the box. Dude, that's come on. It, you you talk about kicking a man yeah. down when it wasn't even his fault whatsoever. That was just absolutely rotten. But Chris, I, I give you here the, the last word. I know you have to jump off here soon, but we appreciate you coming on with us. But uh, your thoughts as far as the the special that Dylan was just talking about? Yeah, listen, I documentaries for me, not really like I, I like watching live sports. Everybody gives me a hard time about like you know like oh man, you don't watch this TV show. You've never seen this movie. I don't care. I've gotten I've gotten almost thirty seven years old without seeing these these things. I'm <laughs> I'm okay. It's it's all right. It's not a problem. I, there's a Phillies game on in a half hour. I'm good. I'll be watching that. Uh, but like <clears throat> the Manti Teo one, you know, what's funny is like how everybody ripped on that. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. Uh, like I'm I'm Philly through and through Same in here. all sports. Yeah, I'm, I'm everything sports with Philadelphia. Except for Notre Dame. I grew up a Notre Dame fan. My grandfather, my grandmother gave me the gear when I was a kid. And I ran with it. I love South Bend. It's a blast out there. But the, the sad yeah, part with, with with Manti, okay, is like, you know, I'm sitting there. And, I, you know, we all do it. We all just, you know, if you're just sitting on the couch and you just hop on Twitter. And people you don't even follow just pop up on your on your feed from time to time. And then you have that clown LeBron James sitting there. Oh, Manti, I'm with you, brother. Where the hell were you nine to ten years ago when that crap was going on? <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it takes you watching an hour and a half documentary to be with him, brother. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like, I, I can't stand crap like that. To me, it's phony. It's fraudulent. Listen, we all did it. We all laughed about it. Uh, you know, like, I can't speak for everybody on the catfish end of life. But, you know, if you've ever been in a chat room on AOL or AIM or any that type of stuff, if you think you're talking to that sexy hot girl from Berlin, New Jersey or whatnot, <laughs> guess what? You probably weren't. Because even if you talk to her on the phone and you heard her voice, odds are she's not sitting there talking to you thinking that you look that great either. So I'm just saying, like, we've all been there. We've all done that. And, like, to sit there and act like, oh, man, all these years later, like, man, I'm with you. 
I'm with you, man. Like, you need mm-hmm. anything. What, what are you going to do for him? Like, you ripped him 10 years ago when he was going through that crap. Now you're there for him? And a bunch right. of people, yeah. oh, man, I feel so bad about what happened. No, nah, man, you got laughs out of it just like the rest of us did. Everybody's sitting there in the stands, and they had the Manti Teo cam when the person's sitting there with two empty seats, and they put their arm around the empty seat, and that's you and Manti Teo's girlfriend. <laughs> Does anybody remember that stuff? I yeah. do, because it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like. Come on, man. get that crap out of here. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, I feel no. Listen, I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to LB because it, it's always it's funny. He only wants to stick up for things that that that's in the moment. It's never because he wants to do it. The same way, one thing, and I don't want to get too much into Durant in it, but what drives me nuts is he always says one thing and then the polar opposite. Well, I I stayed in my community because I want to make sure I took care of your community. Where do you live now? Where do your kids go to school? How many cops are on your house? Stop it. Stop it, because it, it when you call a fraud or fraud, that's what it is. And for anyone that's listening out there, because they can, I'm pretty sure people want to post it up on their social media, that drives me more nuts than anything else. If you really want to do what you say, do, back it, do whatever. But you're you're absolutely right, Chris, because he, he loves to stick his foot in his own mouth every single time. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he's still the, the best player ever. No, MJ will always be the best player. In my eyes, MJ will always beat him hands down. So, I, and I don't want to get too much into it, but listen, well, the, Chris, I, I understand, I understand though, but like, it, I'm, I'm talking about like also with LeBron though, like it, the social injustice stuff like that, but he yeah. won't speak out. He won't speak out for the kids in the sweatshops in China, you right. know, that and, and like in your Nike cashing those checks all the time. Like if you're going to speak, for making all, sneaks, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to speak for one, you should speak for all. Don't act like it's just for, you know, for one certain group of people. It should be for everybody. And, and, and those type of things, every time he gets called out in the carpet yeah. for that stuff, he never speaks up about it. He always just dodges it. And yeah. you know what? Did you guys ever see the meme of LeBron? Like whenever LeBron's walking into an arena, he's always on the first page of a book. You ever notice that? Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every <laughs> single time. Like, man, that's, a, that's an educated man. Always walking in, read, reading the first page of a new book. <laughs> <laughs> Just the inter- welcome introduction, page one. That's about it. But no, it's true but it, because they set themselves up. No matter which way you look at it, they do set themselves up. And, and people, it's funny because if I get into conversation with people like, oh, you just hate LeBron or you're hating on LeBron. No. Do what you're going to say. And he's one of those. He reminds me of, of, of other people that are on media as well, as far as national TV, when they do the same thing, like they only care about things that happen in the moment. And then that's it. Everything else are gone. Oh no. I, I, you know, I stopped and I helped this person out. I did this and whatever. And then what happened the next day? Yeah. I thought you were going to go back and you're supposed to do all these things. And then nothing ever comes about it because it was just in the moment. That's it. And I think that that drives me more nuts today than any other time, but that that's going to be for a whole different show for a whole different day. But Chris, I do want you to come back uh, when we get more into the NFL season. So we talk about the different, obviously the schedules at that point, how the Eagles are doing and what we see out of Jalen Hurts. So but listen, Chris, thank you so much for being a great friend, for jumping on with us. Much success to you here in season number two with Bud Light Baseball Brunch with uh, Murph. Let them know we said hello. And by the way, before you leave, make sure people, you let them know where they can find you and the show. All right, well, you can find us on 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler FM in Philadelphia. You can listen to us from 11 to noon on Sundays, but not anymore because now that it's football season, we will be getting moved. So this upcoming this upcoming Sunday will be our last time slot from 11 to noon on Sunday. Uh, we're apparently going to get moved to Friday nights along with the rest of the Sunday baseball programming. 
Uh, it's unfortunate too because I would love to stick on our same you know day and time slot. Uh, but listen, football rules the roost. Uh, so nonetheless, though, you know the Phillies are going to be riding high. Hopefully, the show goes into late October, early November, uh, because and like people want Phillies content, and when the Phillies are great. People are searching for it. They're looking for it, and and they're gonna find us. And uh, you could download the iHeartRadio app and search, search baseball brunch. You can find us there. And while you're at it, while you're at the iHeartRadio app, make sure you check out Green Legion Radio programs. Uh, we're gonna have the player show coming up, which the player show is gonna be from Tuesday nights, uh, six to eight, coming up during football season. And we're gonna be doing the pregame show. Uh, if there is a one o'clock game, we'll be on from nine to ten. So I think it's like three hours, four hours before kickoff is when we'll be going on air. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out for the player show and the pregame show for Green Legion Radio. It's going to be a great season, a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys having me tonight, especially last minute, Angel. You know, give me a little bit more advance notice next time there, you little <laughs> scoundrel. Uh, but I'll, I'll I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Everybody have a great rest of the show, and um, we'll talk again soon. All right, Chris, brother, thank you. Appreciate it. Nah, nice to meet you, Chris. Thanks. You too, Sean. Best of luck to both of you guys. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys again. All right, Chris. Enjoy your night. Thanks a lot. You too, guys. It. Thanks, Chris. All right. Now, as we come right. back here to the three of us here, and uh, and it, it was interesting enough to talk about as far as Manti Teo, and, and you tend to forget, obviously, that was, man, that was crucial. Like that, yeah. I, I'll give it to Netflix. They did their homework. It was nice. And 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 I want to, Sean, I, I want to go to you on this one. Do you think okay. that those two reporters deliberately had taken down? Like, was was the was the whole premise behind it that they wanted to take down Manti Teo, or they just wanted to expose if he was in it, or if he was completely innocent from what had happened? I think they wanted to ex- kind of see if he was part of in in it, but obviously at the end he wasn't. Like you said. He really did get blackballed, you know, and it's a shame. But you know, what are your thoughts? I, you know, for me, it was one of those things. Like I, I know. Listen, everybody wants to do a job, right? And, and none of that. Those two guys, especially because they want to, you know, they were young. They want to be, you know, reporters. And they, and at the now, to credit those two gentlemen, one is they actually mm-hmm. checked the facts. They didn't come up with their own story on everything else. All they wanted to do was to get the jump before, because people started finding out like, okay, this is not real. Like obviously there's something going on here. So they actually did what people in media used to do, which is actually put in the work, find out if it's an actual true story or not. And and the guys did, I mean, they did a fantastic job. Do I believe at the end, they probably were upset where things went so South and so fast for Manti Teo Probably so. Did they admit it? Of course not, because they they were there to do a job, which was to expose and and figure out what to do. What I guess I I didn't like was how Notre Dame basically was to Manti Tail like, listen, we got to figure out what we need to do here, and and of course, any major university is going to do whatever they need to do to save face. It wasn't much as to save Manti Tail; it was to save face. But you know, it it screwed up his career. He knows it, unfortunately. But it was his mistake yeah. too for believing that someone actually cared that much and you feel bad because i mean it was just a it was such a screwed up situation obviously the grandmother passing was absolutely true but in order for at the time for the accomplice to throw that in the same exact day i mean that was rough and then to come back and say that they were alive and then to get this girl to set up the the actual girl who owned the pictures 
to do that sign and screw yeah. up his psyche even more, man, that was rough. And remember his fan, his family, yeah. like were even saying that the girl was real. Like that's what's crazy about it. He had family members who were confirming that the girl was real. So it was that was a yeah tough, tough time. For that him. made it even worse. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's 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 a shame, man. But again, that goes to show you can never let your guard down because you never know what goes on out there. So you know, and everybody makes mistakes. We're all human. It's it's what we do. We're human. We make mistakes. You know, sometimes. You know, you may have something in front of you, and you and you figure out like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I I like what I have in front of me, but maybe what's behind door number two is a lot better. And usually, what's behind door number two is not better. Why? Because in your own mind, you start believing your own self and thinking that, okay, well, I, I like what I have, but I can do better. No, if you think you can do better, then you part with. I don't care if it's a person, a car, you know, a house, whatever it is. If you think you can do better, fine. Part with what you have and then to go and do better. So I, I just thought that was kind of a, a screwed yeah. up thing. But speaking of, and Netflix, you're welcome for a free plug here. But for uh, are you guys into any kind of series at the moment with Netflix as we're getting ready to close out the show here? Uh, uh, Sean, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Go ahead, bud. All you. Um, um, I'll be honest. I'm a big Stranger Things guy. I know the, the show's been on for a while, but I love Stranger Things. I've been getting into the fourth season of it. Oh, well, man, that is really, really compelling, the fourth season of Stranger Things. I've always loved Stranger Things. I'm into that kind of show. And, you know, it's not really a sci-fi show, even though it is a sci-fi show. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of got its own niche to it, and I really like it. And the cast is great. The, 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 the crew that yeah. they have for that show is is really awesome you know the it's cool to see him grow up through the show which i think is awesome and you love to see that on, yeah. on certain series so i've really enjoyed watching the fourth season of stranger things what about you sean what do you, what do you been you've been watching recently i i just started the la sandman it's a series okay. it's pretty good you know and uh lock and key it has three seasons it's pretty good if anybody likes uh series shows and suspenseful it's a pretty good series. So, but back to Stranger Things, it kind of brings me to my youth. Everything from season one, season two, season three, everything they do, it just brings me back to my youth. From the music, from the clothes, from the hairstyle, we ain't going to go there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's actually, there's, there's a song right now that's like become popularized from the show. That's like everybody's listening to right now. I don't know what the, I feel yeah, like, it's like she's running still up making the hill. money. Yeah, she's making two point three mil with that's that every time crazy. it gets played. Wow, that's crazy! That yeah. is insane. Nineteen eighty-three hit. We've gone through a couple of gamuts of shows, and and the one we we're watching uh, just before I ended up coming on air here was uh, Maloof Racing and Maloof Family, and because uh, cars is is one thing that's absolutely huge when it comes to me, and that's a lot because of my stepfather and and his charger he used to have, the Chevelle used to have. Unfortunately, both got smashed wow. thanks to drunk drivers, so he lost both cars. Um, but Maloof Racing is good because it's it, the dad teaches the one daughter how to be a mechanic. The other son, the same exact way, but she's kind of like the head engineer. She's the one you can tell she's going to be the one that's going to take over as far as the, the family legacy. And then the twin daughters want to become want to become stunt uh, a person, I guess. I don't, you, you call them still stunt mans, but it's I guess a stunt person because uh, they're both ladies. Stunt doubles. Yeah. Well, no, they well, no, they so they they don't want to do the the physical jumping aspect of it. They want to be with the ones behind the car. Oh. Driving through like different okay. scenes and everything else, and so their dad, stunt driver. Okay, 
Yeah, so their dad used to be, and so he's teaching them the ins and outs, like how to do it. And believe it, I mean they're they're great girls. I mean they 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 listen to their dads like all the kids. So it's it's three girls, one boy, and then uh uh a kid they basically adopted uh, who was a adolescent, troubled adolescent, and now he's he's part of of the family. But it's a good series. They're like 23 seg- uh, 23 mm-hmm. minute segments, 30 minutes like max. Uh, but it's really good. So you guys want to check that one out. And then because I'm still a nerd, there's another one that's called Atypical. And it's about this kid, which I will call Dylan. And he doesn't date. And he's trying to figure out how to date. And he doesn't know what to say. So he's kind of, he's one of those guys. He, he takes notes for everything. And, and he figures out like what to do. Like, right, you know, what do you say to the girls? And he listens in the under conversations and he tries to do what he hears out there and he fails miserably at it. It's actually, it's, it's not bad. Um, it's a pretty good series. It's uh, with, um, what is it? Michael Rappaport. Uh, and I always forget the girls. If, if Sean, I know you might remember this one. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Do you remember uh, the movie? Yeah. Yes, I do. Al Sheedy. Yeah, so she's she's in it, and it's the first time that I've seen her since then. And other than getting older, almost almost looks the same. So uh, if you guys check yeah. that one out, there there are two pretty good ones there. And I still yet, okay. uh, which, huh? No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. The only one I still want to check out, which is not on Netflix, I believe it's on Hulu, is uh, Ted Lasso, because I keep hearing that's great, and I've had no time to put that together, but I, I hear that's a great series there, Dylan. That's a very good series. I actually, I, I should have mentioned that as well. Ted Lasso, that's an awesome series. It's really fun. It's a, I think Ted Lasso, in, so in the show, basically, he's like a, a former fo- American football coach, and he transitions over to okay. soccer. And it's all like Premier League stuff. So everything's like Premier League. Like it, Tottenham Hotspur is a team that he coaches in the in the show, and it's a uh, very very good. I have to admit that. So yeah. Okay. So Netflix, you're welcome. Uh, we thank you and everyone for tuning in. Because uh, hold on, listen. I want to ask one. I want to ask one thing. Sure. We let everybody go. Uh, uh, anything exciting going on for for you guys coming up here? Obviously, you know, a big sports time right now. A lot of sports stuff going on. Obviously, I got some exciting stuff personally, but anything exciting, anything exciting coming up here in the next couple of weeks that you guys want to share to the, the people out there? Sean? Hopefully our Phillies win against the Diamondbacks and the Giants, man. But can't take those teams for granted. So mm-hmm. let's go, Phils. Yeah, let's hope. You I hope be nice to see if Rob Thompson, um, in my own opinion, I believe that Rob Thompson should be the manager going forward for the Phillies. Just saying. I think he's been doing a great job at the clubhouse. I think given what he yeah. had for this team when Girardi was let go, I think he's been doing a phenomenal job at that point. So, you know, hats off to even Rob Thompson because he's been doing a great job. But, uh, well, the big thing is, and, and good thing Dylan had mentioned here, September 11th at Tampa Joe's. Um, of course, the sponsor here, long-winded sponsor for the uh, for Broad Street South, but they got a kickoff party coming up September 11th, which you, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be from 11 to 5, $30. It's a $30 cover, but it will give you food from 11 to 5, along with a DJ under the tent, so you'll be able to access everything, and it'll all be outside. Um, alcohol, I believe, is a separate purchase, but I'm not too sure if soda is included or not with the – uh, food and that would be cheesesteaks, cheeseburgers, 
dogs and fries, if I remember correctly. So $30, that is September 11th at Tampa Joe's 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. And that's where uh, the gang from Philly to South, Mike Klein now going up on his 28th year, Michelle Henley, who's doing an outstanding job putting it all together. That's going to be coming up on September 11th um, pretty soon. PHSC, Dylan, will be kicking their seasons off, one for baseball, one for basketball and stuff going on. So I'm pretty sure yep. it'll be fun to to go back out there behind the behind the broadcast booth and watch these two, watch Dylan and Bob work their magic like that. So, Sean, to kind of give you a, a quick synopsis here before we sign off because we're already into bonus time, but I, I was able to go okay. with these guys. Was that in April, Dylan, when we did it? April, yeah. So the end of April, we had the playoff games. It was a big playoff tournament. So, Sean, you okay. got to put yourself, okay, between like two – Put yourself between two professional broadcasters from the MLB network, and you have Dylan on one side who's calling the game, also interacting. You have Bob who interacts with social media, also talks about the game himself. And then I'm, I'm like the guy in the middle, and, and I'm just kind of there every once in a while they're, they're asking me a question. So you have Bob mm-hmm. who says, you know, just hypothetically, oh, I, I see Sue from Trends chiming in, and she's saying, hi, guys, I'm checking out the, the broadcaster and the else. Dylan then ear hustles in one ear and says, oh, nice to you, Sue. And there goes a line drive out there left field. The, the transition is like watching a camera go from one to the other. So it's, it's a great job by Dylan. They're a great duo. I'll see that much. And I had a lot of fun with them in the booth. So I'm hoping to go back there again with uh, with those guys as, as the fall season is coming up here down in, in Florida for yep. uh, fall sports. So that should be fun. Um, yep. Other than that, it's a couple of things maybe in the works here, which I don't want to release yet just in case. Uh, things go right, but we're trying to get the pretzel house kicked off. Um, it was supposed to happen last month. It's been pushed back to September. So September forward is going to be crazy busy uh, for different shows. Dylan is going to try and join me if you possibly can out there. Also, yep. I'm going to have Eric Mendelowitz uh, with me on uh, at the pretzel house. And that's going to be in Carrollwood in Tampa. So that should be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's what's coming up. And uh, that's, I, I guess, the fun stuff. Other than the the normal everyday thing that we do is the beach and kayaking and, yeah, yeah. and everything else. Hopefully, we'll get away with hurricane season without a hurricane, which would be really nice. Uh, but, yeah, that's what's going on. So, we like to thank, once again, our sponsors, awesome. Tampa Joe's, that we just talked about here, 9316 Anderson Road in Tampa, Florida. It's always a hop, skip, and a jump over from the airport. Check them out at tampajoes.com. Serious food, a fun place. You guys will really, really enjoy it. Again, Eagles games from September till January, right there at Tampa Joe's. So please visit tampajoes.com. Also to Larry for LG Direct Sales Solution Studios here in Tampa, Florida. Visit lgdirect.net if you guys need payment solutions for your credit card terminals and or apparel, hoodies, t-shirts, you name it, go to lgdirect.net. Also to Big Sarge and bigsargesports.com. On with Indy Kalu, Monday through Friday in the trenches, always doing the Houston Texans report. So if you guys want to find out how Houston Texans are doing, follow Big Sarge on social media at Big Sarge Sports. S-P-O-R-T-Z, not with the S, Big Sarge Sports. And also follow him. You can follow all his content right on BroadStreetSouth.com, BroadSTSouth.com. And uh, am I missing Philly Sports Trips? Don't forget, fill the bus up, you guys. There's already over 800 people signed up for the bus trip to D.C. That's amazing. 
for what those guys are doing. So it's going to be a convoy of nothing but Philly fans going down there. And the Arizona private charter jet trip is already completely filled. 183 people have filled up that plane. So that's pretty interesting to see. But they're still taking some more people. I think tomorrow is the last day to fill up any additional uh, spaces that they have. Not particularly on that plane, but as far as on a commercial flight. So kudos to Vince Rizzuto, who just had put out, by the way, on Facebook, that he took a leap of faith a year ago, left a great company to kick off Philly sports trips. And thanks to Bob Cavanaugh and a couple other people behind the scenes helping him doing what he's doing. It's incredible to see what Vince has done. Hey, Rick Marcus, uh, thank God I caught the comment there. Rick from Southwest, thank you for always tuning in, Rick. And I can't wait to see you once again over there at Tampa Joe's. Hopefully you'll be there for September 11th as long as you're off uh, that day. So we end up doing a broadcast. And by the way, Fuji, the man himself, will be down with me September 11th at Tampa Joe's. So that should be a lot of fun. I believe he's doing something to his hair. So stay tuned in for that one as well. But uh, am I missing? Oh, also, Faith on the Field. Don't forget, guys. Faith on the Field, join us here on Broad Street South. Check out the latest episodes, episodes 219, 218, and 217. They're going to be posted up there on BroadStreetSouth.com uh, as well. So you guys can check it out. Rob and Remy do an outstanding job with Faith on the Field. And so... Look for new episodes coming up next month as, again, football season kicks up. So take a look and give them a follow as well so you guys can can hear. Rob does a lot of work behind the scenes to put all this stuff together. Remy assists them in everything, and she adds and contributes as well. So it's not like she stays silent behind the scenes. She adds to the program as well. They both do a great job. So do me a favor. Check out their content over on BroadStreetSouth.com. And with all that being said, Sean, Dylan, thank you so much, guys, for joining me this evening. For everyone You're else, welcome. we hope thank to you. see everyone just a couple of days from now as we'll get into, of course, Eagles Talk with our guests. Look out for it on social media. And, well, stay well, stay blessed, and go Birds. Go Bluebirds! Birds!